hear and do with glue. Everything that we do in life is consistent and as Christians is depending upon our prayer life. So when you add the glue, that's prayer, hearing the word, loving God, is about our internal, our inward spiritual development. Okay? The reason why God said, love me with all your heart and all your soul, because he knew that if you could love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, you can't mess up a whole heck of a lot. I mean, you're not going to slip out and intentionally sin and just deliberately sin when you know you love God the Father, the one who is the creator of the universe, the creator of you, the one that holds all the keys of life, the one that has the word of a God for us to learn in. If you love him, it's impossible not to love others. We're going to see that love in a few moments. So then doing the word is loving your neighbor is about external. External. And what I believe is happening today is a lot of people have the internal and, and want to learn, learn, learn the word, the internal part. But at the same time, they're not doing anything. We have a lot of church sitters. And people come to church and they'll talk about, oh, how great that message was. Oh, I was so blessed. Boy, that got me through the week. But you didn't do nothing with it. You know, we, we go sometimes and we didn't do anything with it. Now, Jazz is a perfect example. She's at school. And what does she do? She did something with it. She planted a seed for a kid that says, I don't believe in God. And that's where it's happening today in our lives. Prayer simply is relationship. See, prayer is not just asking God for a bunch of stuff. Prayer is that communion we have with God. So when you love God and you pray to Him, good things happen. When you love God and you, 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 you pray, then you can actually love your neighbor and do something. It's the glue because when we pray, and we're going to find out in these clips coming up, that prayer was the key catalyst for somebody hearing, somebody praying, and somebody doing. And yet, in the world we live in today, it's all about me, 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 me. I go to church because of me, 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 me. But the Lord wants us to be a disciple because we disciples go out and do something. There's a key to everything that we do. So hearing the word is loving God. Praying is a relationship with God, and doing the Word is loving our neighbor. I mean, it's easy. It's not easy, but there was a lot of stories about the tragicness of people running back into the fire and dragging people out and people giving CPR and all those things in a time of tragedy. But why aren't we giving our time, effort, and energy to all the people around us in an everyday way that we could show the love of God to people? See, it's hard today because we're so busy, we get so caught up that we miss that. So in order to have power and impact in our lives, we must link all three together. Somebody say all three. three. Say hear, Hear. do, Do. and pray. You can't separate them, but we do. We go to a prayer meeting, we go to a Bible study to hear, and then yet we separate the three But in Scripture, you'll find the key movements of God in people's lives where the apostles or the Old Testament prophets, they heard the word of God, they prayed, and they moved on. It's like we said that Abraham heard, and God said, now I want you to go over there. And the Bible says Abraham went where he knew where he was going. Not going. Incorrect English, but he went and didn't know where he was going. Meaning God said, get up and go. He's like, where am I going? Just go. 
So he went where he didn't even know where he was going. Now, that's trust in God right there. Amen. I mean, you got a good job, good paying job, praise God. You hear that small voice say, resign. Amen. You're going to be going, get behind me, Satan. <laughs> and uh, because in our natural minds, that stuff doesn't compute. But, but in hearing and doing and praying is what we're all supposed to do. In that hearing... Do we learn stuff? Jesus was quoted many times in Scripture about hearing. So people don't realize that these two Scriptures in 22 and 7 are both the same. It's not so much about the rock as it is those that hear and do. It's about who's got the spiritual hearing ear to do what I say do. And see, many times we're hearing so much TV, Weather Channel. We're listening to, you know, um, History Channel. We're listening to books and all kind of things that will throw us off from what the goal is and what the Word of God says. And yet the strongest people survive by the Word of God. Now, I want you to watch this. Doing illuminates the hearing. Doing illuminates the hearing. Because I don't know what you, I don't know about you, but praise God, it's almost like you go to a football game and you're a football team and you doing and you throw a touchdown and you hear a roar. There's some illumination going on. You know what I mean? So that that but doing always does that. It, matter of fact, the more your child does and the things that they do right, and you're encouraging them and you're illuminating their good works, the more they hear that admonishing and that credit and that ooh, they get they just illuminates and just makes them want to do more. We all want to be appreciated when we do something. Amen? So it's good to hear those things. So when separating hearing from doing, it creates spiritual problems like legalism or either works of righteousness. See, only hearing, 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 hearing causes legalism. There are some people that can quote the word, tell you scripture, and tell you everything there is, and judge you and rebuke you, but they just got into legalism. They ain't doing nothing. They're just telling you what the Word says. Too much hearing and no doing leads to legalism. But when you get to that place where you hear and you do, then you're coming into works of righteousness. But then you could go too far, and there's people that do, 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 because they think that's going to help them get to heaven. Come on. And works, 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 works. You could take the Jehovah Witnesses. You could take Mormons. And they have these little rules and regulations. You go knock on doors, hand out tracts. They're working, 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 trying to establish something that they can earn their way to heaven. But that's the wrong way too. So in that sense, we get to that where you, you've got to be careful. So this morning, as we evaluate these two words, and we understand that at hearing and doing, and then the third, which is prayer, tied together, I decided to use a few clips so we could see in action what really that means. So in this clip that's coming up, what it is is, is uh, their husband travels a lot and the woman's a realtor and they're kind of fighting over money and um, you know, she, she wants to give money to her sister and then next thing you know, there's a fight that takes place and, and it's a beautiful home that they live in and both lives are very uh, up, upscale living. Uh, they have one child. And then at the same time, she is so busy with life, she can't even recognize that she has a spiritual problem. So this is kind of where some of us are. And we need to look at what happens when we sometimes just go about our lives. We're not focusing on God whatsoever. And then all of a sudden, God puts somebody in our path, and then we begin to listen. So let's watch this clip.
Mm-hmm. Well, let me get our coffee. Turn it up, Mike. I don't know that I would say it's hot. I mean, we're like most people. We have full schedules. We work. But I, I would consider myself a spiritual person. I'm not hot, but I'm not cold either. Just, you know, somewhere in the middle. Here you go. I've got cream or sugar if you need Oh, no, thank you. I like it black. Miss Clara, you like your coffee room temperature? No, baby, mine's hot. This is, this is kind of the, this is kind of the beginning, and this beginning kind of sets up a lot of things that are going on in here. Where she is trying to sell this woman's house, she runs into this lady, and um, I don't know what happened to the other conversations that went along with it. Was it, did it cut off? Uh, yeah. Okay. So there was other questions that were added to it, and um, and at that time things begin to get a little bit more serious. It's one of those things where you come along and you go back home and they begin to live this life. Things begin to change a little bit. There's some serious stuff that are beginning to add up in the family. There's a disconnect between the child. And then all of a sudden there becomes this this area that comes into the life of both of them where there's a decision that has to be made. Which one is this, Mike? What's the name of this one? I mean, which clip? Yeah. Yeah, family night. I think this is the one where the old lady finally got her to believe that it's you, you've got to pray. If you want to get your family and your marriage life, she said, if you want to get your marriage right, you've got to pray. So she finally convinces her that this is what she's got to do. But she struggled at first and couldn't get this thing right. Then all of a sudden, it clicked. What the woman told her, she heard for the first time. For a while, it was dull. It was like, eh, old lady, let me just sell your house. But it got deeper and deeper, and the problems got a little more intense. And so she ended up taking all her clothes out of her closet. She ends up getting into the closet, and she begins to figure out how to pray. The funny scene is there were times when her kids went and opened the door, and she's got a pop and, a, and eating potato chips in the closet. She wasn't quite there yet with God in her prayer closet. But she finally, something clicked, and here we go. I don't know where you are, devil, but I know you can hear me. You have played with my mind and had your way long enough. No more. You are done.
Come on. And another thing, I am so sick of you stealing my joy. But that's changing too. My joy doesn't come from my friends. It doesn't come from my job. It doesn't even come from my husband. My joy is found in Jesus. Just in case you forgot, he has already defeated you. (laughs) So go back to hell where you belong and leave my family alone. Amen. So now you see that the power of this is so strong. I mean, she finally got the revelation. And she, what she was hearing finally went down in here. See, for a while she couldn't compute this thing about prayer. She couldn't understand what this old lady was saying to her. It was foreign to her. Even though they were a well-to-do family, they would go to church occasionally. And uh, matter of fact, it was funny when the first scene it was supposed to be in there wasn't. And she said, well, we go to church occasionally. And the old woman asked her and says, well, does your pastor preach occasionally? <laughs> Bam! Threw that one in there. So next, it gets crazy. I mean, they're so busy. This man, her husband works in pharmaceuticals, and he's climbing the ladder. He is making big strides. He's making all kind of money. And then the bottom line is that um, he started seeing, and he's got a wandering eye, and this woman comes along, and he starts seeing this woman. And he starts, you know, trying to get with her. Next thing you know, he goes to dinner with her. And, um, and the funny thing is that Elizabeth was praying, and she just said, she just said in prayer, she said, whatever my husband's doing, cease it in Jesus' name. And while he's at the table, she's invited him back to her place. And in doing that, he gets this funny feeling in his stomach, and he gets sick, he has to go to the bathroom. He can't go. So it didn't happen. Amen. So then somebody saw, one of Elizabeth's friends saw her husband out at the restaurant and texted her and said, I saw your husband with another woman. So they text back and forth, and then she went to her closet. She just got in the closet, shut the door, and began to pray. And she left her phone out. Now, this is where the husband comes home, and he goes around to change clothes before dinner. But what he does is he sees her phone and finds out that somebody had texted her saying that, that he was fooling around. So he is like, uh-oh, I am busted. Check this out. A little bit louder. So what's been going on here? Oh, well, I sold another house on Tuesday. And I already told you about getting held up, so. Yeah, look, about that. It's not that I didn't care. I just got really busy, so when I saw that you were all right... I understand. It's all right. I'm sorry for getting so worked up about it. You're sorry? Yeah. I knew you were at work, probably in a meeting. I should have just waited until later to bring it up. My mind was just racing, so I took it out on you. But you know what? I really think it was good for Danielle. I think it helped her to realize how important it is to be aware of who's around you, so... You want hot sauce? Yeah, that's fine. You want mild or wrath of God? I don't want wrath of God. <laughs> Let me have the other one. What do you want, Liz? You mean right now? Yeah. Well, I would kill for a 
hot fudge sundae. Just fudge everywhere. And two scoops of ice cream, cookies and cream, whipped cream, just mounds, mounds of whipped cream on top. And one cherry, one cherry. And my feet are killing me. Man, I would love a foot rub. Liz, I'm not rubbing your feet. Okay. Well, you want to pray? Yeah. God, we thank you for this food. And we thank you for taking care of our family. Amen. Amen. Starving. Let's eat. Mmm, it's good. <laughs> Throughout the movie, you'll you'll see that basically when they went at it, man, they fought like cats and dogs. They'd be screaming and yelling at each other, and it was ugly. So, what you're seeing here is that he is noticing another woman. She has come to a place by hearing the word, by praying, and she's doing what she knows to do. It is not her place to fix her man. That, that, that's, that's it. And for all of us can learn, it's not, it's not our place to fix our wives or our husbands. It's God's place. She got that revelation. She heard it, and she started doing it, and she was backing it up with prayer. Now, this was so cool because he, you could see the fear in his eyes. Like, she knows about the woman. I'm at dinner, turns the plate around like she might kill me tonight because she, she crazy. But at the same time, now what happens is, is a wonderful thing. I mean, everything comes out. He gets fired from his job. He's stealing $19,000 worth of pharmaceuticals. All this stuff is happening, and he finally repents to his wife and to God, and all this is coming together, and she's just sitting back watching God work, just watching God work. And uh, he throws his head in her lap, asks for forgiveness, and it was a powerful moment. Now it comes to where that is over in her life. She's still fighting battles. She's still going through stuff. He's still got a legal battle going on, but he now is right with God, right with his wife, and she goes back now to see the old lady. Two hot cups of coffee. <laughs> well, if it's hot, then I'll drink it. <laughs> Now, we're still going to get together for our little chats, right? Oh, yes. But now it can't just be the both of us. What do you mean? Well, you need to find a young woman to invest in. And I'll do the same. We all need help every now and then. Miss Clara, I really can't tell you how much your friendship means to me. Oh, that goes for the both of us. No, really. I wasn't willing to admit how much help I needed. And I needed somebody to wake me up from the insanity of doing the same thing over and over. You've been a gift from God to me. Don't you think that this has been one-sided? This has meant more to me than you know. Well, good. I can't imagine how much your prayers and your passion for God must have meant to your husband. Gosh, I wish I could have met him. No. No, you don't. See, I wasn't the same woman back then. When Leo died, we were not on good terms. 
I always felt pushed to the back burner while the military took first place in his life. And I was, I was bitter, Elizabeth. I was so bitter. But even then, God was showing me what to do. He was, he was prompting me to fight for Leo, to pray for Leo, and I refused. And I kept pushing it back and pushing it back until it was too late. And there's no grief as great as denying the truth until it's too late. It's my selfish pride, Elizabeth. Oh, my selfish pride. And I, I confessed it. And I repented and I, I begged God to forgive me. But I still have a scar. And then I started spending more time with the Lord and in his word. And I learned how to fight in prayer first. <sighs> I'm an old woman now. And I realized that I have not passed on what I had learned. And when I last visited Leo's grave, I asked God to send me someone that I could help. Someone that I could teach to fight the right way. And he sent me Elizabeth Jordan. So you see, you were, you were the answer to my prayer. Well, now, you've got to teach other people to seek the Lord. You've got to teach other young wives how to fight. Yeah, I will. Okay, I like that, you know, because you, she's admitting to her flaws in her life and how she was so mad at her husband that he literally passed away with a bitterness in her heart over her husband. And so she did. She repented. She got right with God. And now that old woman began to pray and ask God. It's, I love that part because she stood at the grave and said, didn't ask God for something. Didn't ask God for stuff. She said, give me somebody that I can share the gospel with. And yet we as Christians, we want so much. We just get in a, such a vein that gimme, 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 God. Gimme, 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 God. Gimme, gimme, gimme. And God's saying, I want you to go get some. I want you to go do something. So that was a powerful scene. It's funny, that lady that played that part, the old lady, she, and when that movie was, was done, she's from North Carolina, and she's uh, 54 years old. And uh, she did good playing an old lady, you know. Oh, y'all. I'm 54. Now, don't y'all get, uh, I'm uh, 54 ain't old. <laughs> so the, the point is now when we get to this part, did you hear all the hearing and doing, the hearing and doing? Everything was connecting in hearing and doing. And true success in our lives today, church, is not about what we hear. It's about what we do. However, if we're not hearing the Word of God, if we're not placing this thing priority in our lives, if we're not doing that, then we can't do what God wants us to do. Amen. So in that praying time, 
Um, man, I was so impressed. I think we all get checked when we see Miss Clara's closet. I think we all understand that we all need a little place to go to and, and pray. We need that private spot. We need to pray for our family members. But always remember this. Once she got the revelation that she ain't yelling at her husband no more, she ain't going to fight, she ain't going to argue. I'm telling you what, she was cool as a cucumber, man, serving that man dinner, putting it on the plate. She done knew that something was going on, but, but her and God were tight. She was like, this is me and God. I'm going to have dinner. God's with me. Hey, my husband may show up. If he does, I'll treat him nice. I'll respect him. And that's what she did. Then she goes to her mentor, and her mentor says, now it's not over. You've got to pass it on. Now, this is the end here where I want you to just get stirred up. Because this old woman gets back into her prayer closet, and I see a little bit of all of us in that. So let's watch this. You've done it again, Lord. You've done it again. You are good and you are mighty and you are merciful. And you keep taking care of me when I don't deserve it. Praise you, Jesus. You are Lord. Give me another one, Lord. Guide me to who you want me to help. Raise up more that will call upon your name. Raise up those that love you and seek you and trust you. Raise them up, Lord. Raise them up. Lord, we need a generation of believers who are not ashamed of the gospel. We need an army of believers, Lord that hate to be lukewarm and will stand on your word above all else. Raise them up, Lord. Raise them up. I pray for unity among those that love you. I pray that you open their eyes so that they can see your truth, Lord. I pray for your hand of protection and guidance. Raise up a generation, Lord, that will take light into this world. That will not compromise when under pressure. That will not cower, Lord, when others fall away. Raise them up, Lord, that they will proclaim that there is salvation in the name of Jesus Christ. Raise up warriors, Lord, who will fight on their knees worship you with their whole hearts Lord Lord call us to battle that we may proclaim you king of kings and lord of lords I pray these things with all my heart raise them up Lord raise them up
I just think we just need to take this moment right now. And uh, you can do it at your seat, the altar, it doesn't matter. But I do know this. God is saying in these last days, I need a people that can hear. I need to hear, have them to hear, have us to hear in such a way that we will just do what he's asked us to do. Father, we thank you that we're going to kick up a notch of our prayer life. I, I thank you, Lord, that you're stirring us to hear and to do. But, Father, we've got to have that relationship right with you before we'll do it. If we're not fully sold out in love with you, God, with every inch of and fiber of our being, Lord, anything and everything that's a distraction in our lives, physically, physically, mentally, spiritually, we curse it now in Jesus' name. We call it gone. Don't let us fool and don't let us fall for the cheese, Father. Don't let us fall for the cheese. Lord, we just thank you that we're not going to fall for the glim and the glam. Lord, we want to see your face. We want revival. As Clara said, she's crying out in a closet. There are people all over this land that are crying out for not just America again, but the nations to come to the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, Father, pierce our hearts right now, Father God. Check us out. Help us, Lord. Help us to hear.